This episode of the podcast is brought to you by time traveling to the past and preventing Zach's parents from getting together and eliminating Zach's existence from all of the universe. And then I do this podcast by myself. He may have known who I was, but I wasn't always me. me. So there, was a, there was a moment when I was just Lily, and I think that he could see that. Do you see? But Lily doesn't exist. We made her up. I know. We were playing a game. I know we were. But then... Something changed. Two, hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. My name is Frank, and of course, with me at the other end of this table, with his pants off, is Zach Johnson. Hello. I don't have them on currently, <laughs> and I will not for the rest of this podcast. Uh, today we are doing 2015's The Danish Girl. I like your your more enthusiastic intro. You know, man, I gotta I gotta start doing something here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my hat backwards Ooh. for the rest of this podcast. Oh fuck! So now I'm ready to fucking fight Pokemon. <laughs> or no, wait, he puts it on that way. I don't know. <laughs> you literally just turn your hat around and go up and punch each Pokemon in the face. Go punch. Some, what's like What's like the nearest animal to like a real Pokemon? <laughs> a deer, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Squirrel. Fucking punch a deer in the face. <laughs> Try to, try to stuff it inside of a tiger, knee it in the mouth, and break its jaw. God, what a what a different show that would be. You just run up and do that to like a pony top. Uh, oh boy. Anyway, we're Welcome doing the back. Danish girl. <laughs> we're doing a movie that is completely different from that. Um, Zach, give us a rundown of who's in it. All right, guys. So the Danish girl came out in 2015. It's directed by Tom Hooper. Ooh. You have Eddie Raymond, who plays Lily Ibar, a.k.a. Einar, for half the film. Yeah. You have Alicia Vikander, who yep. plays Gerda. You have Amber Heard, who plays Ula, their friend, which I guess is Johnny Depp's ex-wife. Is that the one that like was abusing yeah, him? Yeah. And then he also was sort of abusing her, but then yeah, it came out that, no, I guess. wasn't. Because I watched Johnny Depp fucking lost a piece of his finger. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because I think she cut it off. <laughs> no, um, she like threw like a like a bottle at him like across <laughs> the room, and it like shattered in and his it, hand. It, I get, I don't know if it. Sh- I don't know what happened, but like she like threw like a broken bottle or something, and he like tried to like cover his, himself, and like it cut off like. An, like uh, like an, an inch, inch of his finger, yeah. Jesus Christ, that's crazy, man. I know Jess like just hates her yeah. because of it because she's super into Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. Who oh. isn't? Yeah, right. I'm actually he's, really not. I've kind of gotten over the Johnny De- the Johnny Depp train. He's he's all right. I like him, and I I acknowledge who he is as I, an actor. Yeah, I acknowledge that he exists. <laughs> that's about <laughs> he's it. He's a real person. <laughs> yeah. You have Ben Wishaw who plays Henrik, who was the guy who did the nosebleeds in the Lobster. Right. Yeah. And then you have Matthias Schoonartz, who plays Hans. Yeah. And that's pretty much who you got for this film. Yeah. And this is, I guess it's kind of like, it's not so much of a biopic. It is based off of a real... Yeah, woman. I found that out. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like a loose telling mm-hmm. of somebody in a time period in which this was very frowned upon going through a transition yes sexual transition who a person believes that they are born and feel that they are born in the wrong body and try to transition and i guess this was kind of like the first real attempt at an actual 
sex change. Yes. And uh, I think this movie did such an elegant, beautiful job with it. Yeah. I I wasn't expecting this movie for me to be like nearly as engaged as I really was. Right. It, it was kind of, for me, it was kind of like, like a, a film that I kind of just watched on a whim. I was just like, Oh, mm. let, let me just give that a shot. I've heard decent things about it. Let me give it a shot. And immediately I was just like hooked. Exactly. And, and I loved this movie so much. And I feel like it is, I don't know if it's so much of like a movie that wasn't cause it, it, it won awards, but I don't know. I just feel like nobody was like, I feel like it wasn't talked about enough. Cause yeah. it, uh, it has know, a it has a message, yeah, a, a really a really powerful one. Exactly. Yeah, and I just I don't know. I just feel like enough people are not talking about this movie. Um, I, it's it's a movie that, you know, when when it comes up uh, on like LGBTQ films, mm-hmm. for some reason I never really see the Danish girl come up. More so and, the Babadook. Bob, yeah right like, <laughs> well that was a mishap yeah and now Babadook kind of for some people is like the mascot of the LGBTQ yeah, yeah which is kind of funny but like I, I see a lot of like you know like call me by your name yeah and like uh the the French movie um that we did with the two girls uh oh uh Portrait of a Lady on Portrait Fire Portrait of a Lady yep. on Fire and uh like Blue is the Warmest Color like just like a bunch mm. of like other movies and I feel like this movie for some reason isn't just getting like the recognition that it deserves because the movie is extremely well made yes very well acted a very very engaging story and i think kind of like what you said about how like elegant it is like mm-hmm. it's it's told in a way the one thing that i really really loved about this film was that it for me like watching it it didn't feel like a film about a man transitioning into a woman it mm-hmm. felt like a woman just trying to become her true self yes absolutely you know and I, I loved, like, how the movie... The shots in this film? Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Literally, the only thing that I have to say negative about this film is... And it's not even something negative. It's just something that I personally would have wanted more. Yeah. Is, like, certain shots where it's, like, you have the overview of Denmark... Or, sorry, not Denmark. um Wherever they are. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Copenhagen. Yeah. Um... Stuff like that, or like when they when Hans first shows up, and like you see like his his office, mm-hmm. and like even so, like when they're they're at like the resort where everything is taking place at the very end. I wish the shots that they had, like the beautiful open wide shots, just stayed on like maybe five seconds longer, just a little longer. I, yeah. I felt like just taking it in, yeah, help would have helped out a lot more in like the setting for it. Gotcha. But that's that's it's fucking a, it. it. Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. I have to say that's bad about it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I thought just, this was pretty much like a flawless film. Yes. Um, yeah, and I think that the telling of... Because it's very, very interesting, mm-hmm. especially with like the relationship aspect of this film in which he is a man who's actually like a fairly... Seems to be like a fairly successful painter. Yes. And, and, and kind of like known. Mm-hmm. And then he's going through this transition... And he has a wife. Yes, Gerda. Yeah, Gerda. And and I th- I thought it was so powerful and interesting how Gerda basically stayed by his side no matter for what. the entirety of the film. Yeah, I, I honestly like at points I was almost like, Oh my god, when is Gerda gonna finally like say I'm done? Yeah. And she never does. Like at at points Gerda's story is incredibly compelling of like what she's going through during this whole thing. Mm-hmm. 
like, especially to, because at, in the beginning, it kind of seemed like it was just like some kind of fun game for them. Yeah. Like with Einar just dressing up and then going to that first ball of uh, the paintings. Yeah. And then she kisses Henrik. And then at that point, I'm like, oh my God, Gerda's going to leave him because now it's becoming something different. Yeah, yeah. And she just never did. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like ride or die. <laughs> yeah, That's the Gerda yeah, is because, ride or die. Because it's it's such an interesting dynamic because it's like, they're no, they're not really husband and wife anymore. No, because like you have the but, sheet over it. Yeah. Towards the and end. like they, they, they kind of acknowledge that they're no longer married, but they're almost just like, there's still such a deep love. Yeah. And she just wants to like be there for Lily mm-hmm. and and help Lily go through this. And it, it, I don't know, like it was just so it was very emotional, like yeah, very very emotional, like very very just like profound. I was like, again, I was just so blown away by this movie and like how how much like it kind of like affected me. I was just like, this is not what I was really like. I was not ready to get into this type of movie. No, and <laughs> especially too like once they kind of get over like the first bump. And they end up going to Paris because Gerda's been painting Lily and it's gotten her more exposure because right. she's a painter as well. Yeah. Or an artist, at least. Yeah. Um, and they go to Paris for a few years, it seems like. And you have where it's like she's kind of becoming more famous. And then Hans is introduced and it's like, oh, like, I know, you know, my husband, Einar, like, you should come back and like see him. Mm-hmm. And... When they go back, it's Lily, and I'm like sitting there, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what's gonna fucking happen? What what is Hans gonna say? How yeah. is this gonna go? Like, yeah. because I'm I'm freaking out at this point of like, who's gonna be okay with it? Who's gonna yeah. know? And like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, because you have a lot of it too, which was an interesting aspect for the time frame, is people thinking that Einar is schizophrenic or has yeah. like split personality yeah, disorder. Yeah. I mean, dude, I. I couldn't help but laugh mm-hmm. because of how ridiculous it is. Because when when they go to the doctor, and, oh yeah, and, and he's they're like sitting in that like kind of like alleyway thing, and he goes and he's talking to Gerda, and he's like he's like you do know that your husband is insane. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like the most ignorant, yes, and and like and you I, I don't know like you can't. I don't know. It, it's such like a it's such a like a, a fine line to walk because it's like mm. it, it's hard to say that you can't blame somebody because it was a time frame. It, it was a different time, and like I know that that's really not like the right like that shouldn't really matter. Yeah, that shouldn't but, justify anything. But there is there is a certain aspect to it, in my opinion, where like that is a little justified. Like that really was like a very very different generation, and that type of I don't even know like how to say it, but just. Somebody going through a transition, it was not nearly as common no. as it is now. And and I think that, you know, obviously, like, our generation is just much more, like, open and, open and loving. And even I think, like, our parents' generation was, like, still, like, kind of, like, iffy yeah. about that for the most part. Like, yeah. I would say that, like, you know, it's probably, like, a 75-25 split, like... For where, sure. Where yeah. for our generation, it's, it's more... Like, everyone's just like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. do what you want. Like, you know, yeah, like for ev- the most part. Every now and again, you'll come across somebody that's, like, ignorant. But for the most yeah. part, like, in our generation, yeah. everybody is super supportive and loving yeah. of it. So I just couldn't help but laugh because of just how stupid and, and, and just how ridiculous these thought the thought process was yeah. of this man wants to go through a transition and 
and he's like, you do know that your husband is insane. Yeah. And it's just like, what? Like, and then really? on top of that, it's like, we're going to fix him by shooting radiation into his penis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Eh, yeah. you're giving him but, super cancer. <laughs> and then, you know, you have like this really, you know, when, when he's going around to all the other doctors, when mm-hmm. Lily's going around to all the other doctors and trying to like, like find like the right doctor for her. And then there's like a, like the really great scene of the one doctor who's like, oh, like I'll be right back. Yes. I just have to go run out. And then she sees that he wrote like schizophrenic down and then she like jumps out the window. Yes. And you have like the other, you have like the two doctors like, like with rushing a straight in with jacket. a straight jacket. Like, mm-hmm. holy fucking shit. Like this no was... reason why people didn't like tell, like tell people like how they really were like feeling and whatnot because they just, they would probably would have, it probably would have gone to like a lobotomy, you know what I mean? Like it yes. probably would have gone like, and that's what they were kind of like pointing at too, because they were showing like instances of you know this is his brain activity, yeah, and you could see like I I don't know it was like a drawing or some kind of like schematic of like a long rod going right into like a certain point, and it's yeah. like oh yeah they are gonna try and lobotomize him if yeah. they get him, and and yeah like when even so too like Hooper touched on it a little bit, mm-hmm. which I found interesting. Where you almost had like a couple of instances where it might have seemed like it was a split personality because you have it early on where when Lily goes to the ball and then she comes back and then the next day after like kissing Henrik, it's Einar and Einar is like, oh, how was the ball? Like, did you have fun? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, early on in that point, I was like, oh my God, like, what are they going to do with like this storyline? Yeah, yeah. But... It was just like sprinkling in here and there because they really profoundly like put it where Lily is here and this is who she is. Yeah. I I really appreciated that they didn't go the route of this film of of Lily. For the most part, Lily is basically just kind of going through like an internal struggle. Mm -hmm. Like everybody that she kind of tells what the situation is, is pretty much like very accepting of it. Like... Obviously, Gerda. Yes. Uh, Ula. Childhood best friend. Yeah, um, Hans is accepting. Yeah, Hans Hans is really accepting. Henrik is... He's in got, he's got a, his whole thing going on. Well, yeah, Hen- <laughs> Henrik's in love with her. And yeah. from early on, it kind of seems like Henrik knows that she's Einar. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and they kind of... he, he I think I think they say that Henrik is, like, gay. I think, I think mm-hmm. they kind of end up saying, like, oh, no, he's, like, a gay. But then I thought it was kind of interesting that... Uh, Lily is just kind of like, oh yeah, well, actually, I'm not really into him. We're kind of just friends. So I was like, oh you, yeah, yeah, you put, fucking you dogged f- him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, the relationship between her and Gerda, and how Gerda's just like helping go through this transition and being so supportive, I just it was thought was so like loving. so. Yeah, it was just like so like heartwarming and just like wow. But and you know they do have their struggles and mm. like. But it's it's more of a struggle of just somebody being ignorant and like not fully grasping like the severity or at least like the severity to Lily of like that it's no longer Einar anymore. Yeah. Like it is just one hundred percent Lily. And in a way, it always has been. Yeah. And you have that beautiful line where it's like it doesn't matter what I wear when I dream; it's Lily's dreams. Yeah. And it's just so powerful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. Hooper did a really, really good job with directing, and I think he wrote this film too, mm-hmm. because it's just so well balanced, and you have like a great just balance of like this movie is 
like paced like perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there was never a point where like I was feeling like, oh man, like I'm a little bored here. And in my opinion, I think probably one of the most powerful scenes of the film was when, when like how you were saying how they were kind of doing this as like, not, I think this was kind of before they were doing it as a game and she just needed to, Gerda just needed to like finish a painting. Yeah. So he hold, he puts on like the stockings and the shoes and then he holds the dress like on his chest and, and his facial expression of like him realizing, oh my God, like this feels right. This feels so right. Like, and I, and you, and you just really feel how much he's kind of just been like lying to himself, I mm-hmm. guess, and to everybody else around him. Like he's the realization moment in this movie, I thought was really, really well done and really, really powerful. Yeah, I mean, for me, I had never seen this movie before, and just from like what I've heard about it, completely different from what the story was, because I was under the impression going in that it was going to be a movie about Lily just realizing that she's a woman and hiding it from everybody and then having the wife and kind of hiding it from her. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so pleasantly surprised like going into this Mm -hmm. that it was right out of the gate. Like Lily knows who she is and Gerda understands and helps her through the process. Yeah. And I thought that's what made this movie so powerful and why it won so many awards. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, the actor who plays Lily Eddie, he, I mean, he's just such a good actor. I mean, he like, was also um, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say. And I mean, fucking killed it in that movie. I mm-hmm. thought that movie was kind of eh. Like, I, but was, he did a great but job. But he's just, just so good. Like, just so good. Um, yeah, you could tell, like, just how, like, he, he's kind of like, a, I don't know if I would say, like, full blown Daniel Day Lewis because I don't think anybody's ever going to be there. <laughs> no. It's just, and I, and I refuse to admit that, even if there is somebody <laughs> else. But, um, Definitely, like, he seems like a method-type actor. Like, I, I really feel like he, he... got into the role. Oh, um, yeah. Like, I I don't think that... You you need a Daniel Day-Lewis type, mm-hmm. in my opinion, for somebody to play this type of role. Like, if he does not fully commit to the transition, then you can't... Like, you, you, I, you would just be able to see, like, how... you. I think you'd be able to see through it, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, I think, what's her name? Alicia, the, the woman who plays Gerda. Really good. Like, yeah. really, really good. Um, and I don't, I think, I feel like I've seen her in other stuff. Like, her face looks like very t- familiar. She's, she's gorgeous. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> besides, I know that's out of context. Besides the point. She, yeah, oh like, my God. She was fucking, what's her name? She was the robot in Ex Machina. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's yeah, how yeah, we yeah, know yeah. her. That's why I know. Okay. The face. Makes makes sense. Yes. Um, yeah. I think the ending to this film was done in a great way as well, mm-hmm. where you have like this this very sad moment because the doctor that they go to see, Doctor Warnencross, yeah, says like you know I've done this on one other person, but they ran away before mm-hmm. we yeah. could finish it. So it is very experimental. Yeah, I mean, again, this is literally the first time that somebody is trying to, A, take the genitals off of a man. Yes. And then reconstruct a vagina. Yes. And the first surgery goes very well of taking away everything. Yeah. And then the second, not so much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I you get the, to the point where it's like you get a little, little bit of hope. Because, you know, the doctor's like, she lost a lot of blood. Um, and 
and Gert is like by the bedside and just trying to like, you know, like, you know, please, like, you know, just kind of like talking to her and, and really just trying to like make sure that she doesn't die pretty much. Yeah. So that's kind of like what it is. And she's just by the bedside and, and then you get like that little glimpse of hope where it's like, Oh, Lily's awake. Like she wakes up like the next morning or whatever it is. And, and she feels you, you just kind of have like the, you know, like that moment of like, Oh, she made it through the surgery. Yeah. And then, I mean, just so heartbreaking when you realize, like, she's like, bring me out to the garden. As soon as she said, bring me out to the garden, I was like, she's going to fucking die in the garden. <laughs> like, well, I yeah. know she's going to die And here. it sucks, too, because it's like, you can see her, and you can see how pale she is. And yeah. I'm like, oh, she's not going to make it past this. Yeah, this yeah, bullshit. yeah. It's so, I was just so mad. But she had that beautiful speech of, like, I had a dream last night, and I was a baby, and my mother was holding me in her arms, and she called me Lily. Yeah. And it's like, that's the goosebump moment where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, like everything just kind of like fell into place. Yeah. For like, this. although she died, she died her true self. Yes. And that's what was really important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, this is probably going to be a short episode, but like, it's just so good like it's a movie that i i feel like talking about it really doesn't do it justice yeah you have feel like it's a movie that you really it. really just need to sit down and watch because um it's so powerful and i think that it kind of it shines a light in a in a way that other movies that are lgbtq like just don't really like again like i feel like a lot of those movies or a lot of the movies that do like they, they kind of are like oh this is a person who kind of like what you were saying is like hiding it from somebody or whatever. Like, no, no, this movie is just like embracing it in such Mm -hmm. a beautiful way. And again, it doesn't feel like a man transitioning into a woman. It feels like a woman just becoming her truest self. And I thought that it was so well written and so well directed in that way. That's why too, like even the, towards the end when you get it where Lily's no longer wearing wigs and she's just letting her hair grow out. Yeah. And it's like nice to see like as time goes on, she becomes more comfortable with like who she is. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. Yeah. It's also nice to see you back in like an art house style of films that you're picking. Yeah. Because yeah. for a while you were dipping your toe into my areas <laughs> of like weird shit. Yeah. Again, I, I, I never saw this movie prior to the, the, this first watch. And mm-hmm. I just, I saw that it was on Netflix and I was like, I was like, I'm going to give it a shot because I watched Tom Holland, Tom Holland, right? Yeah. No, Tom Hooper. I watched Mm. Tom Hooper, um, in a director's round table with like, I think, I guess this was back when it must've been like when the hateful eight came out. Cause Mm -hmm. I think Tarantino was there and a couple other directors were there. Um, I think Alejandro, uh, what's his Alejandro, the guy who made like the revenant was there. Um, and, and I was just listening to Hooper talk about the Danish girl and just, he he, I, I, he comes across like like a very subtle man. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't he, he doesn't seem to be like the like the in your face all the time type of guy. Like he does seem like a like a more like laid back, just you know, to himself type of person. And I think that like that kind of comes through in like the filmmaking. Yeah. Because this movie is very subtle yeah. and and very just like light. Although it is tackling like a fairly heavy subject, like it's there's kind of like this airy quality to it where like when when Lily's just like finally becoming herself and and, and there's just like this buoyancy to it where it's just like so light mm-hmm. and just airy. And I was like, man, like if you're if, like, if you can kind of get your personality 
in filmmaking and like you can like tr- like translate that i'm like you're, you're great you're yeah. fucking great i don't actually know like much of like what else hooper has done neither um, have i but like but i'm very interested to now like maybe dive into his filmography a little bit more because i just thought that this was just so well made yeah this movie has the x factor that you need in films yeah i think i think so it's it, um, an amazing amazingly acted really really well written super well paced beautiful gorgeously shot mm-hmm. uh i mean it's just like everything that i want so yeah. it was awesome it was great it was I, really, I was really, really i was really excited for this yeah uh zach you're supposed to ask me do i have a recommendation frank do you have a recommendation question I do. mark <laughs> i do exclamation point at the end for serious tone so i recently started a podcast (laughs) another podcast (laughs) no i actually started like a netflix original little series called love on love on the spectrum oh yeah yeah yeah. that just recently came out yeah and it's like really good uh it's really interesting it's basically this guy it's it's kind of like documentary style Mm -hmm. um and this guy and his crew are going around and filming people who have autism and basically like filming their love life mm-hmm. and they, I guess most of them haven't really had one so and they have like a hard time going out and like meeting people so this filmmaker and his crew are actually like like hey do you guys want to like you know meet somebody and they're like oh my god like it's like my biggest thing like my, my biggest goal in life is to like get married or whatever it is mm-hmm. but they just don't have like the social um they're just not like, you know, they, they just don't really, I guess people with autism just have like a really, really hard time, in like social situations. And they're hard, it's like hard to like, for them to like read body language and understand, um, like facial expressions and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, and so he, they are kind of taking the guesswork out of it and they're just setting up dates for them. So they don't have to like do that. But obviously the people, you know, the people on the spectrum then have to engage in conversation and dialogue with other people. So you have this like really interesting thing where it's like, you just, it's, it's like a really just like, like heartfelt show. Like you feel like it's, I guess like the best way to explain it is like, it's just like a very cute show. Mm-hmm. Like it's just one of those, mo- it's just one of those shows where it's just like you're the entire time. You just have a smile. You're just on feeling your face. good. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're like, man, like, and you know, like there is like a little bit of tension and, and you, you definitely like feel bad or like, you definitely feel like the uncomfortableness when, 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 uh, somebody like just doesn't quite know, like, or rejects them almost. Yeah. Like you, you, you feel like a little bit of like the, the rejection and just like the the like the weird socially awkward like situations but like it never ends it never ends on like like they're always like super positive like that's like the one thing that I really really like about it is how even if like one date doesn't go well they're always just like well I guess it's on to the next one my favorite my favorite character or my he's not a character my favorite person is this guy named Michael mm-hmm. and Michael is just like so by the books he's like he's like I'm a great person uh, I can provide for them financially <laughs> I'm very loving he's like I am the total package and like, <laughs> like, like he's just and he's just so by the books he's like he's like I'm gonna meet her she's gonna we're gonna fall in love we're gonna have a kid we're gonna like and he's just so mm-hmm. like like this is how it's gonna go and then there's other there's other people who are just like like I don't know. Like I'm just gonna uh, figure it out. Like mm-hmm. I, I might. I don't know. Because I, I, he, you know, they always ask like, "What do you think like love is?" And some of them are just like, "I don't know." And then some of them are just like, "This is what love is." Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael's really just fucking great. Um, so yeah, uh, I really, really highly recommend Love on the Spectrum. Uh, it's really, it's a really good like feel good show. And it, I, I found myself bim. I was like, 
all of a sudden I was like, oh, let me start this. And then all of a sudden I was like six episodes in. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, when did this happen? Like, I just didn't stop. Yeah, yeah like Umbrella Academy. Yeah, yeah, for me. it was just really, really good. Did you check that out yet? No, not yet. But uh, I Bitch. will. I saw I saw the uh, CGI monkey. Yeah, it's, like, eh. it's not the worst. No. But Again, is the monkey in it? Yeah. Is it, does that's he talk? Pogo. Does he talk? Yes. Cool. He, he is elegant British. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you, yeah. He, <laughs> he, he looks British. Well, yeah. Any monkey wearing a three-piece suit has <laughs> to be British. It's very British. But yeah, uh, I'm going to check out Love on the Spectrum. Cool. That, that I, sounds I do, cool. I do highly recommend it. I think it's really, really good. Zach, what film are we doing next? Oh, Frank. I'm going to punch you in the butt. Oh, oh <laughs> Frank. We're doing Tusk. Oh, <laughs> my God. We're going to do something Have you fun. seen it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my Have you God. seen it? We could, we could do it right now. It sucks. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yes. What do you, well, we'll do it again. Oh, it's we'll do so it bad. That's got fucking, what's his name? Jason Long or whatever yes. his name is. But it's, I hate it, him. It's Kevin Smith. Yeah, and um, it's such it's a... It's It's such a weird movie. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> I know. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm so upset. Stick around for that one. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a Shin Godzilla and Divide episode again. <laughs> Probably. Oh, good for uh, me. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, I am entirely myself.